The Modern Tire Dealer Show is sponsored by MTD10, the training and education network. Formerly DSB20 Group, 10 is the most progressive, comprehensive resource offering tire dealers the solutions, connections, and training they need to reach their goals. From one-on-one coaching and 20 group networking to real-world on-site problem-solving and exclusive content, 10 offers an all-encompassing approach to education unlike anything the industry has ever seen, one that will ensure your business succeeds long-term. Learn more about what 10 can do for you and your business at mtd10.com. Welcome to this week's edition of the Modern Tire Dealer Show. I'm Mike Mangus, editor of Modern Tire Dealer. Ever wonder if you have the right tech compensation packages in place at your dealership? Due to the challenging labor situation, it's more important than ever to make sure your revenue-generating technicians are compensated in a way that reflects the reality of today's market. In this episode of the Modern Tire Dealer Show, Jeff Morgan, Executive Director of the Training and Education Network at 10 Missions Media, discusses effective, tried-and-true tech compensation methods that you can implement at your dealership right now. This is a can't-miss interview, so let's get to it. Jeff, during your 30-plus year career in the tire industry, you've run retail stores, you've worked in tire stores, you've also worked on the HR side, hiring store personnel, including technicians. What do tire store owners and managers need to know in putting together compensation packages for techs? I'm sure it's not as easy as it sounds. It definitely isn't. And and in that 30 plus years, it's only been a struggle for about 30 plus years, to be honest with you. But um, I think the main thing uh, to keep in mind, and particularly in today's climate, because there is so much competition for people, not just in the automotive industry, but just in general, because of uh, you know the way things have changed uh, over the last year or so with, with the pandemic and how... Um, all of that has kind of changed the workforce, but you have to be not only competitive with what you're going to put out there, but you need to to create a program that that incentivizes the individual, not only to be more productive, but also want to stay with your organization. Retention is really a key uh, because it's so hard to find people. So you want to build a program that that rewards them for doing a good job and makes them want to stick around even longer. And how do you do that, Jeff? I mean, based on your experience, what seems to work best? I know this is a very complex topic. It might be tough to distill it down into a couple of, of uh, action items. Sure. But what well, do you I recommend? Mean, well, there, there's so many different ways you can do it. I mean, there are some that pay a, a straight flat rate, which obviously you're paid directly on what your your compensation what you what you produced is it builds your compensation uh but there are other hybrid programs that that are very successful uh programs that that pay someone hourly but also given an incentive based on production and sometimes uh that production can be increased so uh i've seen some programs out there where it's just flat rate on top of an hourly rate i've seen some where based on the amount of flag hours that they produce their hourly rate goes up um, the one thing I would encourage owners to do is try to keep it as simple and understandable as possible. I've seen some programs out there that are that are very good, but they're so complex that the average technician really doesn't understand 
with all the complexity, how they're getting paid. And if they don't understand what, what maximizes their income, the likelihood of them being able to do it is minimized. So you want to make it something that's very simple, very understandable, and ties into what you want to try to achieve as a business. Uh, maybe it's uh, based on on uh, effective production. You know, if they, if they are producing uh, hours billed, over 100% of their hours worked, and maybe there's a bonus or a kicker involved with that, uh, um, or it, whatever it is. Maybe you're trying to drive gross profit. Maybe maybe you need to put an incentive in there that, uh, hey, if we hit a certain gross profit percent, the entire team gets some type of a bonus or some type of reward. Anything that ties them into something that, again, rewards them for what they're doing specifically, but also ties them into the success of the business, I think is really important. A lot of our listeners probably still work on a flat rate system. What what are the drawbacks to flat rate compensation only? Well, I think the the drawbacks are uh, particularly if you're if you're dealing with some of your your lube techs or or tire techs, the opportunities to flag hours is is lessened. I mean, uh, the typical oil change maybe change, pays four tenths of an hour, five tenths of an hour, and the the opportunity to be over 100 percent productive is more of a challenge. Um, it does, however, those that are really productive, it can be extremely lucrative for them. So there, there's kind of the balance. And in some cases, maybe flat rate works for your higher end technicians and your lower end technicians might be better off with an hourly with some type of other incentive or bonus tied with it. You, you mentioned bonuses. You know, obviously comp packages are more than just flat uh, hourly salary or uh, normal salary. Are there some non-traditional things that an owner or a manager can kind of throw into the pot to make a compensation package more uh, attractive or more lucrative potentially? Actually, one that I really like and I've seen a lot coming around lately is where the technician is bonused based on training that they have personally gone after now the, the 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 dealer pays for the training but uh for example someone who has never formally been trained at brakes goes through and gets trained uh formally to do brakes and now is doing brakes they get an they get a bonus for completing the class but then they also get an increase in their base rate as a result and it ties wow. directly together i've seen organizations bonus for every asc certification that they get or even even other uh certification agencies that are out there for for completing certain courses they get a bonus for completing it what's great about this is you're investing in their increasing their abilities and it incentivizes them to go out and try to learn more which is also benefits them because now they can apply it and make more as a result those types of things that i really really like because it also shows that loyalty that you're giving to that individual and often they give that loyalty right back which is so critical when it comes to uh, retention it's it's more than just uh dollars and cents it's it's having a career path it's knowing that your employer is investing in you and your capabilities and and your future you know there's an old saying in our industry that the reason why uh technicians have uh, casters or wheels on the bottom of their uh toolboxes is because <laughs> of you know well you know what i'm getting at jeff oh, yeah. i mean yeah yeah you but know it, it, to that point the more that we can demonstrate that 
we want to lead to their success. And that goes back to what I mentioned before about making sure whatever comp program you have that is simple enough that they understand exactly what they need to do to maximize their income. At the same time, if you take whatever necessary steps there are, whether it through training, uh, through consultation, to help ensure that they get there, they're going to recognize that, hey, they're looking out for my best interest. And that really does come full circle and they come back to you the same way. Um, again, I've seen so many uh, folks that are not maximizing that income, and, where, however it's designed. And the assumption is, well, they're just not going to be productive and, and then they get disillusioned because they're not making the money they need. And then we're in that ever that ever revolving door cycle of replacing technicians. And we all know how difficult that is. But if we take the time to really invest in these individuals and, and help them maximize that income, and, and when we see them uh, doing things that aren't productive and can hurt them, we take the time to help redirect them the right way. Or if we see that gap in their abilities or their training that's holding back their earnings, let's invest in getting them that training. That recognition of doing those things to me as an employee aligns me to that employer at a much higher level. And, uh, you know, I, I also hear the reciprocal from that from time to time is, uh, and, and, and I think this is an old school way of thinking is, well, I don't want to be training someone to go to my competition. Right. And, and, and I'm sure people have heard that, or maybe people listening to this have even said that. What's worse, not training them and keeping them or training them and maybe they leave. But I'm going to tell you, the more that you invest in them and show that you're investing in them and then reward them, make sure that those comp programs award them for those things, they're going to stick around. They will. One of the underlying themes that I'm, I'm detecting here, Jeff, is that you are also recommending that owners and managers should tailor comp packages to individual employees rather than taking a one-size-fits-all approach. Is that is that correct? I, I would say that each dealership needs to look at it on their own. I, there is some advantage to doing it by job classification, not necessarily by individual. So my tire techs, all my tire techs are compensated this way. Uh, all my journeyman techs are compensated this way and all my lead techs are compensated this way. Um, it also allows those people to kind of see a career path. Hey, if I start growing my abilities to get to this level, now I get to get on this type of comp package. Um, but that way, by doing it in such a way that for a tire tech, I'm giving that tire tech an opportunity to, to earn the type of income that, that they want to earn at that level, where at the, that lead tech level, we want to make sure we, we build it around what's going to make them successful and build both of them around what's going to make the business successful, what's going to drive what we're trying to, to do as a business. And, and I would think that has to be incredibly effective in attracting or attempting to attract younger people, getting them into your program, into your organization as the workforce kind of ages up and out, looking for uh, folks who have that vo vocational school or tech school training who are looking to establish themselves and build a career somewhere by laying it out in front of them in a very transparent way. That has to be a, a great incentive. Oh, it, it most definitely is. It most definitely is. And, and again, the ability to show them this is what we can do for you and your career uh, really leads you to be an employer of choice. You know, there's a lot of competition out there. And mm -hmm. 
as I mentioned, as we started, if you're just going to pay dollars per hour, mm -hmm. the competitiveness for that type of workforce is so strong. It's not a battle you're going to win. So you need to tailor it to this is how we can help you make more through these various incentive programs. And here's how you can do it. During the interview process, when you're talking to a prospective employee, is it better to discuss compensation programs and compensation packages up front? At, at what point should you introduce that into the conversation? Or does it really depend on who you're talking to? Typically, it, well, it does depend on who you're talking to, but I, everybody's going to want to know what they get paid. But I think when we're talking to those people, we need to first find out if they're going to be a fit. That's why we want to leave that to the end. The interview process should be me as an employer understanding if this person has the skills, knowledge, abilities, and competencies to do what we need them to do. Then we transition into the compensation. But here is something I think is key. Let's not talk dollars per hour or dollars per flag hour start mm. talking what do you need to make what are you looking to make in a week mm -hmm. a year something like that i love to use what do you need to make in a week because as soon as you throw out a, am going to pay you 20 dollars per flag hour or 30 dollars per flag hour mm -hmm. right and right then that's the number they have in their head that's the last thing they're thinking about and everything you say after that often is just blurted out it's not being paid attention to one ear in one ear not the other exactly they're so, so focused on that number yeah. yeah they don't they don't see the productivity opportunities they have they don't see the other bonus opportunities they have they just hear it's this per hour what do you need to make in a week what are you looking to make in a week and then work backwards let's say they're they're looking to make you know i want to make, be able to make 800 a week or i need to make 800 a week great let me show you how our program works and how you can do that then you explain the details of the program this is how we pay in production this is the bonus you get for this etc and it, with a base of this that's the last thing you bring out but you've already shown that even with this base you're going to make this much money because if you just throw the dollars per hour in their in their mind they're doing the quick math right off the bat Okay, if, if I'm if I'm uh, $20 an hour, and I'm 40 hours a week, that's 800. But if they said they want to make 1000 in a week that you just took yourself out of the ballpark. So the key really is is making sure they understand that uh, there's opportunity to earn more based on hit, hitting productivity goals and numbers, and yeah, helping the, the overall business hit its numbers. Absolutely. And the best way to do that is to leave that dollar per hour, dollar per flag hour piece at the very end. Talk about the entire way that you make your money, how it mm -hmm. works, and how we can get you where you want to go before you get there. That way you still hold their attention and they can see how that works rather than turn you off as soon as they hear that first figure. That makes total sense, Jeff. Um, any other thoughts, best practices, tips, et cetera, when it comes to putting together compensation packages? I, I think that one of the, the big things also is as the skill level increases with your people, mm -hmm. you need to be increasing what they make. Those, those folks say, I'm training my, my competition somebody go to my competitions because they're training them they're developing them but they're not rewarding them for what they can do now so they can go somewhere else and get paid more make sure that you're keeping that in lockstep the other thing i would encourage you to do um have some type of annualized process as far as merit increases uh, with your folks don't just leave it to well when they threaten to leave then i'll th i'll throw something at them or maybe it's every couple years whatever again in a tight labor market you need to have some structure to that and it probably will cost you less if you have a regular program as opposed to throwing something to save somebody at, at 
after they haven't had a raise in a couple of years and threatened to leave. Should that be like a well-defined stair-step program, Jeff, with certain criteria built into it or around it? Absolutely. It, it should be it should be something that's part of your, your policies. It should be written. It should be annualized. Um, and, and it should be very clear to your technicians how they can earn a merit increase, what needs to be done, and when they can expect it. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. That's all great advice. I'm sure our listeners will find it to be both practical and useful and easily implementable inside their own businesses. Appreciate you joining us today. Hey, my pleasure. Uh, great. Always great talking to you, Mike. Thanks, Jeff. We'll talk to you soon. The Modern Tire Dealer Show is sponsored by MTD10, the training and education network. Formerly DSP20 Group, 10 is the most progressive, comprehensive resource offering tire dealers the solutions, connections, and training they need to reach their goals. From one-on-one coaching and 20 group networking to real-world on-site problem-solving and exclusive content, 10 offers an all-encompassing approach to education unlike anything the industry has ever seen, one that will ensure your business succeeds long-term. Learn more about what 10 can do for you and your business at mtd10.com. Thanks for listening to the Modern Tire Dealer Show. If you're looking to increase sales and generate more profit at your dealership, be sure to check out the Training and Education Network at www.mtd10.com. That's M-T-D-T-E-N.com. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.